Blog Talk Radio. of the radio show, The Aftermath. Easy, we back at it again. Ah, uh, yes. Episode three. Yes. And, you know, last time we recorded one of these, it was a lot of fun uh, just kind of talking about the state of the sports world, breaking down the same schedule and all that good stuff. And we appreciate all the people that uh, downloaded that podcast that downloaded the previous edition, that listened to our live show. We appreciate it. And just a little bit of news, too, um, on here that we're now available on iTunes. You can just search for us. You can search the radio show or it's the radio show on Apple Podcasts. We are there. We're also on Spotify. Just search the radio show or it's the radio show, and we're on there. And that's just another outlet for you to listen to us. So tonight, the aftermath, you know, it's a, you know, it's a little bit different abstract podcast from what we do live. So, we we're gonna welcome in a, a great guest here in just one second. It's our old buddy Debo from the podcast, my black friend. He's gonna stop by. We're gonna talk a little bit of sports, a little bit of pro wrestling. We're gonna break down the Atlanta Falcons schedule with him. And that should be fun. So, as a matter of fact, we're gonna go ahead easy. We're gonna bring in our guest Debo. He's on the line here. Bring him in. Debo. How y'all doing, bro? Hanging in, man. How you how you doing in all this crazy coronavirus quarantine stuff, man? <laughs> Thriving. <laughs> Getting this free money. You said the free money. You talking about the you talking about the stimulus check? <laughs> all of it. All of it. The unemployment checks, the stimulus checks, the the, the loans, everything. Damn, he's he here for it. He's here for all of it. So, man, I'm appreciate here for COVID. you. You know, COVID nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. What's up, <laughs> man? So, you know, appreciate you. You know, always being available to come and and holler at us. Uh, you know, come and talk and you know express yourself as only you can. So, um, just explain to the listeners that uh, Devo. I had a podcast going called My Black Friend. Now, I had some questions about that, but before um, we get into that, for the people who don't know about what My Black Friend was, I know that, you know, we'll talk about that, the fact that, you know, the podcast kind of ended, but what what was the premise behind that show? If you could just explain that to the listeners. So the premise was 
of a black guy, me, and a white guy, uh, my co-host Danny, just basically being real and talking about race relations, just the uncomfortable conversations that people don't want to have but they really need to have, that was what the premise was. Uh, we met because he was on a uh, wrestling podcast that I used to listen to and I would kind of like participate in. And so <clears throat> one night we were watching wrestling. I thought something racist happened. He didn't. And we were all like having this conversation on Twitter, like, you know, hunt, like thousand people just going back and forth on Twitter about it. And so he decided, he was like, you know, let's do a show. And so that was the premise of the show. And about mm, 40, 50 episodes in, we kind of realized that, you know what, <laughs> race ain't going to change. Like, racism is never going to change. It's always going to be another news story, another racist act. Let's just be free and talk about whatever. So we still talked about race stuff. We also brought in some of the comedy elements and just basically just two friends just talking like you would outside in the parking lot or something. Yeah, that's the, that, that was the feel of the um, of the show where it was guys just kind of, you know, the way you would get around if you're watching like a sporting event or something all together, and you're just talking uncensored, you know, with five, you know, five or six friends or whatever. So, um, right. I guess to follow up on that, like you guys did something like like 270 plus episodes of that show. So why did why was the <laughs> so, decision made to? Why did we quit? You know, it, yeah, why'd you quit? Well. It, so the problem, so let me, here's the spoiler alert. We really didn't quit. Like, we okay. recorded about maybe 12 or 15 episodes since we quote-unquote ended. We just ended a a schedule of, like, giving people consistent content. Like, we were doing a show every week for, like, five years. That's hard. It's hard to do. It, it's hard, especially when you're not in the same time zone. Like, he lives on the West Coast, and I live on the East Coast, as you know. So, like, when we were recording, it was like, what's the optimal time to record? Like, right now, you know, you guys are recording around 10 p.m., which is cool, but for him, 10 p.m. is, for me, is 7 p.m. for him. And his kids are up, and that's dinner time. He's just getting home from work. As you can hear, my kids screaming in the background. Um, so it just didn't work for him. So we often will record at midnight my time, which if you talk for like two hours, three hours every week, it sucks up a lot of time. And then add on to that, like we would have guests on the show. We would do interviews with people. Like that adds more time out of your day. So like it would be, I remember one day we recorded with, have you ever heard of a show called um, Rose Battle? No, I haven't. It's on uh, uh, Comedy Central, and it's basically two comedians come up and they roast each other. Anyway, okay. the host of the show, um, we were able to book him. It's because we were big fans, and we were able to book him. And so it was a Sunday afternoon. We were supposed to record at 1 p.m. my time. He canceled that and then said, can we do it in two hours? So now two, I'm hanging around the house for two hours. You know, you know we got to go grocery shopping. We got to do things. You know, I want to kick it with my family. Then we try to record again. He's still not ready. He wants us to come back in an hour. So now I have to wait another hour for him to come back, and then we finally were able to record. But, like, my whole Sunday was burned at that point, you know, just trying to record somebody. So it's really difficult when the two people are not on the same time zone to record. Um, so that, that, was a, that was one of the things. It was just too – it was just getting a little tired. It felt more like we have to do this, and we weren't having fun doing it. 
So now when we record, he'll say, hey, we haven't talked in three or four months. We haven't recorded in three or four months. Let's give the people like three, four hours of content. So we'll talk for like four hours. And it doesn't seem like that because we're just catching up on news stories or whatever. So it's, I think it keeps it fresh. Okay, because my question was going to be, because I, I would see periodically, because I, I, I subscribe to the show, so I see periodically there's a show here and there. So I was going to like be like, is it over or is it over, over? Because, you know, you still would get the bonus episode here and there, or I guess you could call it just a regular show yeah. instead of a bonus, but I guess that's a good explanation on what's, what was going on with that, because usually yeah. when the show is over, that means that's that's the end of it. But it's, it's good, because y'all have a loyal... Yeah. Fan, you know, a loyal fan base from like many different countries. Like, I could have swore that I heard there weren't some people who listened to that in Australia. Like, how the hell you get guests in Australia, Australia? Spain, uh, uh, Mexico, um, Belize, just uh, Canada, England, uh, Switzerland. It's it's crazy. Yeah, we had a lot. We got it's very diverse as far as our fans. I can't say one type of person that likes the show because there's so many different people. It's just I don't know. I, I I used to tell people we were the greatest show you never heard of, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. It, it, we, we record. We we are over doing consistent content. We're not done recording because like we'll do like we'll hop on the mics and talk about wrestling. We'll do like a review of like Royal Rumble or something like that. So it's just it's not consistent anymore. You know, like the year that led us to quit was we were doing a meetup. And so we were, we had a Patreon going. So we were doing not only, like, weekly shows, we were doing, like, three shows a week. You know what I'm saying? Just to give people Patreon content. It was just, it was a real, real strain on the, just on the personal life. No, I can, I can understand that, especially when you have, like, you know, your other daytime job that you're doing plus that. So I can understand how they could be taxing yeah. when you're taking time out of your schedule, which nobody knows about but your personal life and then going into trying to do a show. So we're talking to yeah. Big Debo from the podcast, My Black Friend. You're listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. Now, Debo, I had a question for you concerning, I guess, not just the pandemic, but with the pandemic and seeing that there's live sports out of outside of pro wrestling has stopped. So, how are you coping with no sports? Because you're, you're a sports guy, too, I mean, we're, and we're going to talk about sports, you know, going through this interview, but how are you coping without live sports during this pandemic? I know you're watching wrestling, but so, I'm talking about like wrestling, I'm going to tell you, wrestling is a whole different thing since the pandemic happened. It, it, it isn't as good anymore. I'll be the first to say it. It's good, but it, it's good because there's nothing else to watch. I'll say that. Um it sucks. <laughs> it, I mean, it doesn't suck as bad. It, it lets me. I've I've read a couple of things. I've read a lot more comics. Um, watched a lot more like videos and movies on YouTube. Um, but I'm gonna be honest with you. It just helped me getting a lot closer to my baby mama and my kid than I did before. You know, before I was on like the hamster wheel of you know you go to work you. You're in work for like ten hours out the day. You're away from your house for like twelve, fourteen hours out the day. When you come home, you're so beat up and tired, you really don't have much left to give to your your family. So it's definitely helped me and her talk better. I feel like our relationship has gotten better um, since being home. Um, I'm able to learn more about my kid. If people don't know, I have a, a autistic child. 
So just learning the different, you know, therapies right. and things that, to help him is, you know, essential. And it was something that I was kind of taking for granted um, before. Um, not saying I wasn't doing anything, but I definitely could have been doing more. And, you know, just being home every day with my girl, she is so good with him. She helps, you know, teach me how to talk to him, you know, calm down, relax, you know. Sometimes yep. you don't have to, like, you know, yell at him just to, to get him to listen. You know, you have to slow it down. So it, it's definitely helped me. I, I mean, well, a lot of people I know are hurting during the pandemic, but, I, I mean, I feel like me being able to spend time with my family is forced people to spend time with their family. It does. And I could, I could tell you that um, I could, you know, I know about what you got going on because one of my um, – I got my brother on this podcast with me, but I have another brother also who's autistic that, you know, I grew up with him. And it's just like people sometimes misunderstand just because they may not be able to communicate with you the way you know about it. They're extremely smart, uh, extremely attentive. They know a lot more than people like us who are considered what you would call normal, if you even want to go that route. Exactly. They know a lot more than they're giving credit for and pay attention to a lot more than we give them credit to. So, you know, salute to all the parents out there of special needs kids because they're smarter than we are. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we talked about, you know, what wrestling felt like and everything. So, my brother and I, Easy, have had a debate about this for about the last month, and he can jump in on this one. So, Easy, let me bridge this question at you, too. So, we've talked about do we feel like live sports can actually happen with, you know, there's a need for social distancing out there. And, you know, can not having crowds take away from the viewing experience? Like, the NFL's talking about piping in crowd noise. Like, Easy, if you could just, you know, tell Debo your thoughts on it, because I think it's ridiculous, and I, don't, I, I really personally just don't think it's that deep, but where's your stance on that with the crowd noise? Yeah, I don't I don't think that's needed, um, to be honest. I, you know, like we talked about in the last episode, you know, I feel like I'm at a point where if they just put live sports back on and they don't have fans in there, I'm cool with it, because I don't mind watching it from the comfort of my television. Uh, but um, obviously there are concerns about the safety of the players and, you know, do they put all the players in the league at this one isolated area and things like that. Um, the third. Which, which is crazy. Um, but do I think it could happen? Yeah, it, it could absolutely happen. Um and it seems like a lot of these professional leagues think it can happen because they're really working hard to try and make up whatever revenue they can by trying to do some kind of abbreviated season, whether it's the the MLB or the NBA or the NFL trying to plan as if nothing's going to change with their schedule coming up this fall. Well, so here's my thing. <clears throat> I feel like WWE – and, like, AEW are really showing these other major sports networks, sports franchises and, and, and companies how to really do it. They're showing people that you can get out there and do athletic-type stuff with no crowd, and it'll be okay. And people will watch it. Now, the numbers are down, but numbers are down all over cable. People are just so concerned with watching 
COVID updates that they're not really watching anything else. But it still can be done. With the piping in of the fake noise, I feel like <laughs> I'm jabbing my Falcons because they got caught doing that stupid shit a couple years back. It don't work. <laughs> just, just let it be. It just let let them be down there. It just play. I mean, especially with basketball, you can do this. People do. You play basketball in the park without a crowd. People will watch. It just just play. I feel like having them live in the same area or like isolating them is is doing the most. Oh, but at the, the same word. time, they do it for the Olympics. They do it for the Olympics. So it's like this is true. it could be considered the same thing, right? I mean, the Olympics, they, they all live in that little Olympic village and stuff like that, and they still get along and do the same shit. So it could work, you know. I just, and, I, I and, I, and I think these. it could work, too. I just think that it's such a crazy and innovative idea that people like my brother are just condemning it from the jump without letting it happen because I know this term gets thrown out a lot, but this might be the new normal when it comes to sports. Um, it might you know, be the new normal for like at least episode, three or four years. Right. And, and you know, I was telling 16 last people. week, you know, there was an article. Um, Did we lose everybody? Where an architect was saying that, uh, you know, he might, they might have to change the way the seating is set up in arenas and stuff. Like they really might have to like spread out seats and everything like that. Cause you know, stadiums, they're not jam packed like that currently. Well, they are jam packed like that. I don't know. I just, I just felt like the idea of basically having like a, a NBA city, which is, it would basically be where they're, uh, you know, operating on their own while they're playing a sport. To me, it's just like that's it's just too much to get games played when there are other more serious things going on in the world, and people are actually concerning themselves on when sports can get back on the air to entertain me. When I keep going back to this, if one person gets sick with them doing this idea, the whole thing is over, and then you get no sports. That I mean, but that but that's not but that's just not true though. Like, right the the way the leagues are saying is like we're gonna test everybody. The, as soon as you walk in every day, and if you're sick, like you're out, like you're going home, whatever the case may be. I just don't see how and you got to be quarantined. If you're taking like precautions you to, like that. No, go ahead, Debo. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, you have to still take the same precautions that the CDC prescribes now. So, like, if people are testing, if they are, like, monitoring their, their uh, temperature as they come in, they're looking at them. They're always going to be, you know, big brother up in the sky going to be watching 24-7. As soon as they see something foul, they're going to take that person out of the lineup, take that person out of the locker room, isolate him and his family. It could work. It really could work. And, like, well, people really- are not really, really realizing that this is not going to change, like, in a three or four months. Like, we're in the summer now, and, you know, because it's hot, you know, people are not catching the flu like that. But as soon as winter comes back, in a couple of months, this shit gonna be pop. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm naming the This gonna be popping again. You're good. You're good. You're good. You good. You good. You good. Say whatever and, you want. And that's what okay. um, you know, Trump's doctor said as well. He was like, as soon as this, it gets cold, it's gonna pop off. Like, you know, there everybody involved, not just us that just want to watch the entertainment. 
Like, these owners want their checks. The players want their checks. Everybody in that front office right now that's probably furloughed in the ticket office, they want some kind of compensation. Like, they need their money. <laughs> so they're going to figure out a way to make it work no matter how crazy it may sound. And, Debo, you kind of blew my mind when you talked about the Olympics because they really do, like, isolate all of the athletes, not just one sport, but yeah. all of the athletes from every country. All of the athletes. From four weeks. For fucking a month. And, like, every year – Every four years or whatever, they do this, and people don't complain about it. So I don't understand why it's a problem now by having these people live. I mean, Dana White is going to do this shit anyway. He's buying his U.S. He's getting his shit built now for his fighters, I, and they're going to be putting on events every yeah, month. You, you want to talk I, about the definition of I don't give a fuck. Dana White is at the top of that list right now. Like, he just finished having, hell yeah. what, four primetime matches last weekend, like, he doesn't give a hell a fuck what's going on. Like, he's still trying to get his pay-per-view and everything. One point on the whole thing about the Olympic Village is that, yeah, they're basically in a closed-in area for four weeks, but there isn't a deadly goddamn disease waiting to take your ass out during that time. There's the big difference. And yeah, but, you but, still got, but you still can do you that, still got though. Testing, All you, have to like, do is, you You can still do it. Exactly. They test for steroids and all other kind of shit. All you gotta do is add one more layer of testing for COVID, and there you go. It's the same. It's shit. gonna be. It's the whole drama surrounding how it gets back on the air is gonna be interesting. Probably even more interesting than the games might be is actually getting things on the field or on the court or however you want to call it. So again, we are talking to Big Debo from the podcast My Black Friend. You can check them out. You can search that on iTunes and also at uh, RadioCircus.net as well. All right, Debo. I wanted to change up gears and ask you some other sports-related questions. And this one is interesting to me because, yes, you are a homer. And, yes, your taste in football teams makes me physically ill. But you are objective. I will give you that. All right? I will give you that. I hate your guts. Throw it out there. So I had to get that out there. But it's been, all right, 2016, your beloved Atlanta Falcons, who make me want to be sick, we're in the Super Bowl, but has the Falcons contended the window? Let me say this. Hold on. Let me say this. Before you continue, it took a lot of therapy for me to be able to come to terms with even talking about that season. So I just want to take a brief moment to acknowledge my growth as a person because any time somebody would bring that up, I would just hang up and not talk about it. So I'm just saying – I have grown as a person, and I want people to respect that shit. Well, you, you're good, and we, we respect that. We're about to exploit the shit out of it right now, but we're going to hey, respect for, you for, for the that. Record, for the record, me and 16 literally were just sitting there wondering how y'all could be stopped, just for the record, because I was like, Lord have mercy. Bro, we, were fuck, we were fucking scared, and then Falcons go Falcon, baby. But anyway. Falcons go Falcon, Saudi, because that shit <laughs> – Oh my God! I remember it. Yeah, like the five yesterday. Sixteen went went in and out real quick. It, oh, it was it was. I can't even. I remember that shit so vividly. I was standing in our master bedroom. My son was like three, and I cried tears, literal tears, when Tom Brady and them bitches start coming back. I cried when the game was over. I fucking cried. And I went down there and yelled. I called my you dad. You cried my daddy before cried. the game was even over because you knew. I knew because I knew. I knew. I knew because let All me right. tell you, I was I'm superstitious when it comes to football, right? 
if I do something and my team is winning, I keep doing the same shit. So you ever have you ever heard of the fidget cube? Yeah, yeah. Little toys, whatever that took storm. Like I had one of those, and like every game, I would like click it when the Falcons was doing good or whatever. And I was clicking this motherfucker so bad, man. And the Falcons lost. I I heaved that shit, bro. It was so upsetting. My my daddy cried, and my dad only cried two times. I've not seen my dad cry two times. When my grandfather died, when my cousin and they got killed. Two times. There's only two times I've seen this man cry in his life. And he was crying on the phone with me, bro. I stayed home for three days. I didn't go to work. Baby mom and my lion, I sat at home for three fucking days. Because it was ours. Bro, have you? First off, y'all got a championship. So, you know, y'all know. Y'all know what it tastes like to win. But you don't know what it tastes like. Well, I guess y'all kind of know what it tastes like over the last do, few years. Y'all done got kind of food out of these out of these playoffs. Yeah. But this Super Bowl is a whole different situation. That it'd be different if we just got our ass up from the rooter to the tutor. I wouldn't even be mad because we just wasn't a good team. But to yeah. have shut Tom Brady down like that, and you know what? It ain't even. I'm not even blaming everybody. I'm blaming one motherfucker. How uh, right. big ass Shanahan, bro? Because let me tell you this shit, Shawty. <laughs> a loser's a loser, and you can't stop the loser. Because he did the same shit in the Super Bowl this year. It was his fault, bro. All you had to do was run, run the fucking football, man. You run the fucking football, Shawty. It was working, bro. We had two badass backs. Run the football. I mean, I know he had some bullshit ass fucking penalties. It took us out of, like, field goal range trying to throw the fucking ball, but run the fucking football, man. Now, Jeez. let me tell you something, bro. There's, there's two things with this. Okay, so first I wanted to point out that when my black friend dropped after the Super Bowl, I specifically was waiting to download to hear your response. <laughs> and you no-sold that shit for weeks. Nope. For weeks, you did not give me what I wanted. You give me this Shawn Michaels, I lost my smile bullshit, and I was pissed. I was like, no, I want your emotion because I know how you feel. And I you lost, wouldn't do it. And I went home, my nigga. <laughs> I lost my smile. <laughs> now, I, I told Danny, too. I told him, that was a, listen, I've never said anything about what we can't talk on the show. There's some things that, you know, we'll say, okay, we'll say this for later, or we don't want to talk about it right now. That was the only thing. I said, we cannot talk about this. I will not respond to it. I won't. Cause it was I was fucking waiting. terrible. I, I was waiting. Now, let me ask you this. Now, you're a few years removed from that. And basically, for the most part, you've had the same roster intact. But yeah. has the window of being a contender, is that over right now? Is it kind of a re- I feel like, like it is. Okay. I feel like we are on the the very, very back end. We're on the we – on, not even the back nine. We on like the sixteenth hole, and we are like reaching the end of like because Matt Ryan ain't getting younger, and he ain't thirty five now. He ain't getting better, right? Uh, Julio is getting older. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got solid running backs. I know we just pick up Ty Gurley, but we don't even. That's contingent on what the fuck his knee looks like. You know, I love Gurley. I wish we would have got him earlier. You know what I'm saying? Defense is fucking black at most. 
you know, we got a couple of pieces that I really like, but then we got a lot of bullshit. And I feel like, I feel like Dan Quinn then like sold us a lemon on some shit, like real talk. Like it's he done had too much talent for too long to to go to 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 be where we at. You know what I'm saying? Once Kyle so, Shanahan left, because Kyle Shanahan, I'm not gonna shit on him as a great offensive mind, but that motherfucker ain't got the winner's mentality, and that's the problem. We we had it. Listen, we had it, bro. We had it in 16. <laughs> that's what it was. So, so just it's just hard. piggybacking off of that real quick. Um, as a fan, when you looked at what the the Falcons have done this off season up to this point, draft included. Do you like what the team has done, or do you feel like do. me, somebody I mean, on the outside looking in? This is just my opinion, well, obviously. I feel like y'all just traded like, in. Y'all traded out the same folks, but the same, and brought in the same people. Like for example, exactly. Freeman's gone. He had injury issues. You bring in Todd Gurley, and now we get Gurley has injury who got issues. injury issues. And then you know Vic Beasley, y'all let him walk. And then you bring in Dante Fowler, who's kind of like the same underachieving pass rusher type. So I'm interested to hear what what are your thoughts on what the, the team has done in the offseason. So I was really upset that they let Austin Hooper go because I feel like Austin Hooper was a a pivotal part of our offense. Like he very his, good his, his ability to get first downs, touchdowns in the goal in um end zone goal line. He was pivotal. And he wasn't a bad blocker, but they didn't want to pay him. Whatever. Um, I wasn't I wasn't happy that they let Vic Beasley go, but Vic Beasley is an underachiever, so I definitely understood it. Um, who else did they let go? Who was the safety that they let go? Um, Trufant uh, is gone. Trufant. True is gone. And, and I feel like they didn't replace him in the draft. I mean, I do – I can appreciate them trying to pick up Defensive pieces in the draft because we definitely needed it. My issue is, are are these people going to buy into whatever Dan Quinn's defense is? Because let's 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 call it straight to fame. We sucked the first half of the season, and that's that's a fact. But we definitely kicked it up a notch the second half of the season because we definitely beat. It, it all started with that win against the Saints. No yep. pun intended. The one I warned you know, every like goddamn body about. Which which effectively that, saved like Dan Quinn's job. That was the game that saved his job. Definitely saved Dan Quinn's job because had he lost that game, I feel like he, him, and probably Dimitrov would be gone. I definitely think that they're gonna be gone this year if they don't have a winning season. If they don't make it to at least the NFC Championship this year, I feel like Dan Quinn and Dimitrov gotta go. Well, they're fired. I just feel like they gotta go. <laughs> oh, here we go with you. Oh, but let me just let me just get this jab in there. If y'all would have just beat us, the worst team in the league at that point, we would have had a bye week. Had home we had field a bye week. Well, well, I don't know what what happened because you guys were like thirty second in sacks and pass rush, and y'all just Back. came in and just blew the walls off of our offensive line. Uh, one guy in particular, I will not name. Um, Andrews Pete, because I'll for some for reason you. we gave him, we we gave him a five year extension. I don't get it, but anyways, y'all just came in and all of a sudden y'all defensive line just 
went crazy. Grady Jarrett thought he was back in the Super Bowl. Like, I just we talked about this. We didn't listen. take them seriously. We didn't take them serious. No, no, Even no. the fan base was like, we got this. And it's like, those are the Falcons. We don't have this. Because even the second game, we played y'all pretty well. So it's like, it's not that y'all wasn't taking it seriously. I think that people, I think with the two weeks of preparation and with changing up all of those coordinators into different positions, I feel like that's what was the difference. I feel like we could have a good season this year. The problem is I don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> I hate Tom Brady. And I hate how good those receivers are in Tampa Bay. I don't know what they're going to do with them. Gronk coming back. I feel like it's just a setup. I feel don't, like it was a setup for, like, Tampa Bay to get pushed. Don't. Don't concern yourself with the top of the division. We we, we got this. It's it's fine. Don't okay, don't worry. Okay, let me go with the top of the division. One thing I'm not worried about is Carolina because we bust their ass every no. year all year. And, be, and that is North fact. Carolina, I watched that every game time live and in so person. Yeah, I watched that game live and in person. And um, you know, as much as I'm gonna miss Teddy Bridgewater, I don't I don't see Carolina doing much of nothing. And no. Carolina they, fans they not will tell you that as well. So that's how you know what their season is about to be. But oh, yeah, this, because these people, like a lot of the black people up here, they still mad at how they did Cam because they did do Cam dirty. I can I can attest to that. They definitely did Cam dirty and how they let him go. I, I, as far as the Falcons go, it really just depends on how we how our defense is. I feel like the offense can put up points, and we know this. I, I mean, we've never been a real heavy run game, run team, but – I feel like we don't need to depend on Gurley to run the rock. I feel like him coming out of the backfield catching is going to be what is going to elevate us. I think that's why they picked him up. And plus to sell tickets if there's tickets to sell. You know, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, people in Atlanta, they love in the fact that Gurley is quote-unquote back home, even though he's technically from North Carolina. Um, I, I, I guess they're going off his college days probably. More, more since he played Georgia. They, they just want they know they watched him play for Georgia, so they want him to come back. And, and he do and got he like was a little condo down there. So there. good at Georgia for the record, just for the record, he so was. good at Georgia. He was. I mean, you know, running backs they don't have a long shelf life in the NFL. Um, I don't know, man. I just I'm a pray. I'm a hope <laughs> that we have a decent season. Um, I'll often say every year that being a Falcons fan is like being in an abusive relationship. No matter how much they abuse you, you just take them back every but, year. Every fucking year, I take them back. She right? almost married you in 2016. She almost married you. You almost was there. No, she almost let me. She almost let me hit in 2016, and then she told me that she was on her period, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And I just said, I don't. I can't run the red light. No. All right, man. I'm gonna go home. So, like, that's just what it was, bro. So. <laughs> It was no I Netflix mean, until it was, it was just Netflix. But let me, let me ask y'all a question. When y'all going to go back to the Super Bowl? Because y'all been knocking on this dough for like four years of just really trying to get in there. And I'm not going to even say that, you know, it hasn't been some shenanigans the last couple of years. It definitely was some shenanigans, especially with the blown penalty call. That, I feel like y'all was y'all year. I feel like that was y'all year. And and that's what I was going to say. 18, the script was perfect. 
the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. Like everything was just yeah. aligned in the stars. And I was I getting so hard. I was getting threatened. I was getting I threatened with bodily harm from several friends, Debo included. He was like, "Man," he said, "They better." I remember he was like, "They better not make it here." He was like, "I will burn that bitch down." That's what he told me. He said it just like that. He's yeah, like, "I, I will I come there and burn it down." I was real. Listen, we but, we would have really Atlanta would have got fucked up because of that. It was listen. It would have been terrible. First of all, it was terrible that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in our house, right? The man who had took a Super Bowl away, from him. but then to have Tom Brady and the Saints, and if y'all would have won and beat Tom Brady one week, oh, it would have been even that would have been worse. Y'all would have Tom Brady one week in Atlanta. That would have been the last football game I ever watched. That's as excited as a man could get with his clothes on, and they took it from us. They I don't even want to talk Bruh. about it. Yeah, but but I mean, I'm gonna say and that Arthur Blank just put the fix in. Yeah, I was about to say, in all honesty, in in all three years uh, of these terrible playoff losses, it shouldn't have came down to that. There were it shouldn't have plenty been. of opportunities, and that's what I'm trying to explain to y'all. And and last year, you know, last year we just played terrible um, in this you know wild card game against the Vikings. But we just got to do a better job of not letting it come down to one damn play because clearly the odds are yeah. not in our favor. Well, yeah, <laughs> so one play because even the Stephon Diggs uh, touchdown in in Minnesota that was fucking terrible. Just terrible. I mean, fucking I, but, had, but had you played better in the first half, it wouldn't have came down. You to wouldn't that, have been there. You know, yeah. It's it's several things. Like for me, I keep saying this. I know I get on my brother's nerves with this, but. At the end of that game, there should have been no Nola no call because we should have been running the goddamn ball, period. Run the fucking and ironically, ball. Ironically, he doesn't listen to that advice on Madden, but he talks you about it in real life. Okay? Not, this is not the time for that, okay? Do not get me more triggered than I already am. Bebo, he had the exact same scenario on Madden, and he threw on third and second. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? We're not it talking. It was a pick six. It was crazy. It was crazy. This guy. He was in field goal range and everything. It was great. He just looked. Sorry. We should have ran the goddamn ball. But anyway, what I wanted to do with you, Devo, is my brother and I, we played a game last week called That's a Win, That's a Loss, where we went through the same schedule and tried to, I guess, do prediction radio on what we thought their record was going to be. So I got the Falcon schedule pulled up on my computer, and I can't believe – I can't wait to clear the history to get this shit off my screen here. But we have it up. We want you to go through the schedule, be objective, see what you feel like the win-loss record will be, and we'll see where you, you know, come in on that. So, okay. All right. Yeah, I can do that. All right. So the first game that you got, it's a um, it's a home game, the season opener against Seattle, Russell Wilson. What's funny is that – the Seahawks, y'all kind of got their number a little bit. Like, y'all beat Man, them in the playoffs a few times. Seattle and, cannot beat yeah. Atlanta in Atlanta. It's the, the problem is their defense. And I hate to say it, it's a defense that was kind of, like, put in place and orchestrated because of fucking Dan Quinn. I feel like they didn't do enough defensively this year in the offseason to increase their chances. So I definitely think we could win the first game, because like you said, it's it's a it's the Seattle thing. Like we we lose in Seattle, but we have won in Seattle. Like I remember the last game we lost in Seattle, 
it was because that bullshit ass call, and uh, Julio had like three hundred yards receiving or some shit. So you count that one as a dub? I'm gonna say it's a W. I think it's a definitely. I think, I think they didn't do much defensively this year, like through the draft and like from what I've seen their acquisitions be. They haven't done much, so I think we can win. That, that's fair. Right. That's a fair assessment. All right, so we got they got them at one and zero. Oh. Um, the next game is on the road. It's against uh, another team that's really just a perennial underachiever, but their fans are fucking obnoxious. The Dallas Cowboys. Who you got? So here's my problem. Danny, my co-host, is a Dallas Cowboys fan. So every time we play, it's a fucking problem. I hate to admit it, but I definitely think that Dallas is going to win. I think that's a loss. I think that's a loss. I just want to point out for the record, too, that even if you um, lose this game to Dallas, you can let Danny know that we said that we already know that they know they're not going anywhere for the 26th straight year. So just let him know that all his cheering is in vain. They're going nowhere. I'll tell him. They got kids that's grown-ups now that never even knew Dallas was a good team, but whatever. All right. The next one is it's a home game. Uh, It's against the Chicago Bears. Um, and this is another team that historically, at least within recent memory, you know, since the days of Vic, you, you guys usually beat the Bears. So it's a home game for you. Who you got? I mean, with, I mean I'm pretty sure by that time their quarterback situation will be finalized. But I'm not afraid of either one of their fucking quarterbacks. Like, I'm not afraid of Mr. Trubisky, or I'm definitely not afraid of Nick Foles unless he's in the fucking playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to count that as a dub. All right, so two and one so far. Uh, the next game, uh, it's a Monday night football, uh, Monday night football game. It's at Green Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers. And again, Ooh. I hate bringing this up, but again, historically, you play these guys well, especially during the Matt Ryan era. You played them competitively. So, well, except for that, you know, it's a couple of lopsided playoff games between the two of y'all in there. But mostly, you played them pretty tough. So, who you got? Um. So. Green Bay didn't do much during the offseason. They didn't pick, put any pieces around Aaron Rodgers. All they did was really they came out the draft with a fucking another quarterback. Um, defensively, they still got the same team, and they were pretty good last year. But I'm remembering that game in San Francisco when they looked real bad. I'm trying to think. See, now, this is the problem. My inner homer is like, we're going to win every fucking game, bro. <laughs> but right. I know that that's not true. Hey, key, key word is objective here. <laughs> uh, Green Bay. Are we playing at Green Bay? He don't know. He yeah, really kind of like Monday night game? The problem is we don't do well on Monday nights. That's my issue. We don't do well when the, all the spotlights are on us. I'm a. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a loss. I'm gonna say Aaron okay. Rodgers is gonna put on a show. So I say first four games we two and two. Okay. So and a lot of teams will take that. A lot of teams will take five hundred. Like you talk to the Cincinnati Bengals of the world and the Cleveland Browns of the world, they'll take two and two after four games. So. Yeah. You come home after the Green Bay game against Carolina, one o'clock game in the. Win, 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 win. They never beaten us. Listen to me. Over the past 
four, uh, six seasons, we have lost literally just one game to Carolina, and it ain't going to be that one. Carolina is a mess. They're going to be a mess for a couple of years. They uh, rebuilding shit. We definitely finna kick that ass again. So, th- so three and two. They're doing a lot of alternating with home and in road. So now you got to go back on the road again after the Carolina game. You playing Minnesota in Minnesota. <clears throat> Excuse me, in Minnesota. Who you got? I'm going to take that win in Minnesota. I feel like we're a better team than Minnesota. So we're up wow. at, uh, what's that, okay. four and two now? Easy, you got to help me keep count, man, because I'm four and yeah, two. Yeah, four uh, and two. Yeah, four and two, even though I'm just shocked by that statement that you think the Vikings are a better team than y'all. That's interesting. No, no, I think we are a better team than the Vikings. Yeah, I do. All right. You know, if we weren't so talking about one, a sixteen game schedule, I would ask you to elaborate on that, but we'll go ahead. Um, I don't know. Y'all got a weird schedule with this alternating home uh, and it, it continues because then you go back home, you're gonna play the Detroit Lions a one o'clock game. Um, and this is I mean, the reason why I know so much and me and Easy know so much is because you're our main rival, so we know about your tendencies. Mm-hmm. Detroit is a team that usually plays y'all tough and it usually goes a lot of times they win. But who you got? They they do. But we beat them the last couple of years. Um, even though we had a little bit of help from the spot, like the last time we played them when they were in Detroit. But I think that Detroit has gotten – they have not gotten better this year. I, I don't see them – they traded away their best corner because their coach is an asshole. And, like, if you really want to compete with us, you need to put somebody on Julio that's going to shut his ass the fuck down. Julio can be shut down. People have proven it, but you need a damn good corner, and I don't see them replacing uh, uh, Slay with with anybody that was that's going to shut Julio down, especially not no rookie coming out of college. So I think that's a fucking win. All right, so we was at five and five and two now. Five and two. Oh shit! Two. The Falcons looking good this year, nigga. What you talking about? All right, so again, this, this trend of <laughs> home away, home away that they keep you with now. You go on the road against the Panthers. This is a Thursday night football game. Win, 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 win. I tell you, the Panthers, that's two wins every year. Panthers can't fuck with us. They can't fuck with the police. They can't fuck with the police. So six and six and two. Um, six and two, point. baby. Six and two. And then. But we haven't played the Saints yet. We haven't played the Saints yet at all. We haven't played the Saints yet at all. You're getting, getting to the media yeah. schedule here now. Right before you got right before the bye week, you go at home again against the Broncos. Mm. Who? The Broncos. Broncos. Broncos ain't shit, is he? Is it who's their starting quarterback? Is Drew Lock their starting quarterback? Uh, Did they Drew Lock, who's, who's going into his second year. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, just a, just a, um. Tidbit. I like what Denver's done in the offseason. It, it all, it's all going to depend on how good Drew Locke is. Because if you look yeah. at the offensive weapons they've signed, um, the defense, they've traded for some really good players. If, if definitely Drew Locke is good, big this is going to be the time to prove it right here. I think this is a trap game for us because here's the problem with the Falcons. Whenever we have a game before a bye week, they tend to, like, phone it in so they could get to that bye week and re- refuel. I can think that I can see that as a loss. I can see us going into the bye six and three. All right. So five, six and is three. it five and three? Five and three? Is it five and three or six and three? 
It's six and three. I think it's either five or three or six. Six and three. Six and three. Six and three. All right. So then you get a bye week. Now shit is about to get real. You come back off your bye week. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday game in NOLA against the oh, reigning, shit. defending, undisputed NFC South champion. Who you got? Now, for the record, uh, EZ picked this as a as an L for you guys, so I'm interested to see what you think. I mean, of course y'all picked this as an L because y'all going to pick every game as an L. The problem is last year we did the same thing had y'all after a bye week, and we spanked that ass. We didn't just beat you. We spanked that ass. I can't so deny that. We got the same preparation as we did last year, even though we're going to be in y'all home and coming off a of bye week, fresh legs, fresh Julio. The problem, the question I really have is is Drew going to be healthy? Is Drew going to make it all the way through? Because if he's questionable, I feel like we can win. If you we got 100% like raw Drew, then I feel like we ain't going to win. And I hate playing in New Orleans. I really hate I really fucking hate the Saints. Well, we hate you so too. So just to piss y'all off, I'm going to say we going to win. <laughs> to piss y'all off, I'm going to say that's a win. <laughs> Why did I know this was going to happen? Why did all that just hurt it? All that build up just to say, you know what? Hey, Look, all that build up just to say, we going to fucking win. <laughs> we going to beat them. Listen, now, I don't think we going to sweep. I feel like we going to beat y'all at y'all home and y'all going to beat us in Atlanta because that's just how it goes. But I feel like we going to win. Coming off a of bye, I'll take that. I'll take that day. So, so he got them at seven and seven and three. So now you got a a, a home game against the Las Vegas. I got to get used to saying that. The Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, yeah. we need to do and like they ain't shit. did with the Chargers. Every time somebody said San Diego, they had to do push-ups. We should do the same thing with the Raiders. Oh, but I ain't doing no push-ups, though. Yeah, right. Right. You got the dad bod now, so that's all I'm going with. The Raiders so ain't you... shit, though. They ain't not going to be shit. They, give me give me that W over the Raiders. Okay, so oh, wow. now you're 8-3, and three, and I'm I'm feeling like, you know, it's a little it's a little home cooking going on here. But it's, 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 yeah, it there's, be some, I, don't, but I, don't, I haven't seen see. much objection with these. Uh... It's, a little, it's, a little, it's, a, it's some it's home so cooking going on here. Mama, mama making greens right now, man. So the game, the, the next game after that, um, it's another home game for you. It's the rematch with the Saints. Who you got? Y'all got that. Y'all got that. Y'all got that. Y'all, I, I'm telling you, I think we go split the six. Okay. So you got eight and four. Uh, the next mm-hmm. game, another alternating with this one. It's on the road. It's at the. The L.A. Chargers. I was about to say San Diego. I was about to mess up and say it, but against the L.A. Chargers. Now, it's a 425 game, and, you know, typically the teams that travel East Coast for those late starts, it's usually kind of weird for them, just like West Coast teams yeah. that play at 1 o'clock. They usually don't go that well. So, yeah. who you got? I, I think that that's a dub. I mean, I think that's a loss. I think we – I don't think – I think the Chargers are good enough this year that without Phillip Rivers that they, gonna, they can beat us. They can sneak in and beat us. All right, so that's got you at eight and five. You now. know, Debo, I said I said the exact same thing. I I like Tyrod Taylor. I think they could be very good. I do. With him. I, I I think I think he gets a bad rap um, from a lot of Man, people. And that dude took Buffalo to the playoffs. That dude took Buffalo Thank to the playoffs. That, and that was no easy feat. He took Buffalo. 
No win, no luck having as Buffalo to the fucking playoffs. In a great fucking game, it almost had won the playoff game. So it's like, I, I don't know I if like it was a great game. game. I think that, that game set football back at least seven years. God, that yeah. game is bad. Yeah, I, I feel I, like yeah. he. I feel like he just. I feel like he. He's been he's in not bad exciting, system. right? But he does. Like he can throw the ball. He's athletic. He's just not going to turn it over. Right. And I think he, that's what turns him off. He's manager. not. He's not going to chuck it he's down not the field a great like Matt Stafford. See, here's the thing. He's not a great uh, um, quarterback. He's a great game manager, which is a part of what you want your quarterback to do. He manages the game well. He doesn't. He makes the smart throw. He, I like real shit. He acts like Tom Brady. He don't got a fabulous arm, but he makes the right throw. And like that's what you want as a quarterback. You want to, somebody that's going to make the right throw, the right court football play, and not just throw it downfield because people are going to say ooh and not. And I think what so, yeah, helps I, them I, I too think they could is that they got some really good weapons on this team. Like they do. They have. You could argue they have an, an elite player at each skill position level. Like Austin Eckler, if you play fantasy football, he helped you win a championship this year. Keenan Allen, we all know, is really good. Hunter Henry's like a Austin Hooper. He's up and coming, really good if he can stay healthy. Very interested to see what they do. Listen, if the Chargers were in a different uh, division, if they were in like the AFC, what is it, the AFC South with the Titans, they would yeah. win that division. But they're not, and they're going they nowhere. Win that but, but yeah, but love their coach. You love their coach. And yes, but they're they're going nowhere. Se- seven and nine. All right. Next is a, another home game. Well, it's a home game. It's against Tampa Bay. One o'clock, who you got? That's a loss. First time against Tampa <laughs> Bay, we tend to shit the we we tend to shit the bed on the first time, especially with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay typically beats us at home, and we beat them at home, so that's a loss. So that'll be eight and six. Eight and six. All right. So See, it don't I get no you, better, my man. It's gonna it catch up. Oh, it's gonna catch up. It don't get no better because now you're at the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, December in Kansas that's a City. Loss. Go ahead. and so, and that's a loss. Oh, God. At Arrowhead. See, 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 you see how I told you it's going to catch up? Like like I said, the first half, I feel like we can we can get it up there. But that second half is going to be a bitch. And and then, so after the Kansas City game, you end your season on the road against Tampa Bay. Who you exactly. got? Exactly. And this is what it is. Depending on what y'all record is and what the rest of the league looks like, it might be a situation where two teams from the NFC South could go to – the playoffs. It's happened before, right? Well, they got the extra wild card now, so it might end up being three. You don't know. Uh, it might yeah, even be yeah. three. It could easily right? mess around and It be could three. be yeah. three. So, depending on that game, would determine if we get to the playoffs or Tampa Bay. And I'm sorry, I hate fucking Tom Brady, and while I know Tampa Bay got some weapons, I feel like the offensive line is still not good. And I feel like we'll be able to correct some of the things. I feel like we could end our season nine and six. So, Debo has predicted the Falcons are going to go 9-7 and seven with a really furious start to the first half of the season and then meeting some more tough opponents within, you know, the end of November going into December and January where they kind of come back down to earth. But he's picking 9-7, and seven, including the split with the Saints. We'll see about that. I'm interested to see how this all turns out. 
how it looks on the field. And that's the beauty part of sports is that, yes, we could talk about it, but we got to see it on the field, and that's the important part. We can say whatever we want to say, but in the end, the players got to play the game, and they're the ones who figure it out. But it's fun to play what if, you know, because you just never know. Yeah. I feel like offensively, we've been the same offensive threat that we have been for the past couple of seasons. And I feel like we haven't lost much. Um, I really want to see how this tight end from Baltimore is going to fit into our scheme, you know, because like I said, Austin Hooper was, a, I feel like Austin Hooper was the biggest loss of this off season for us. Um, but with that y'all being did, said. Y'all did trade a lot for him, so I hope. We did. We out. gave up a lot for him. I really hope he, I mean, he was killing it in, in um, Baltimore. When he was in South but, Carolina, he was a great, a great, Hayden Hurst right. was a great prospect coming out. I just think Baltimore had, you know, you know, fifty fucking tight ends on the roster, so they he really can't. Yeah, they much. did. Right, and, you know, they had so many. I feel like defensively, we got some pickups that, like, and this is what I think is going to be beneficial to us. The pickups that we picked up on defense were picks that um, Dan Quinn wanted all along. He wanted Dante uh, from LA, and he used to coach him. So I feel like they're going to have a camaraderie. I feel like he's going to come here. He's going to play his out. And that's going to help J.D. Uh, Grady's year. Also, that guy that they picked up from Miami, I know that we was targeting him in the draft a couple of years ago, and then he got picked before us by Miami. I feel like that's going to be beneficial. I feel like we replaced some of the weaker points on our line. I feel like maybe in our scheme, these people will come here and do well. You know, who knows? But at this point, all you can do is just really wish and hope and have your fingers crossed, right? I tell you this, the two wins I want most, is that win in fucking New Orleans and that win in fucking Tampa Bay. I, I want those two motherfucking wins there because I need to beat Tom Brady. Jesus, y'all all around the line. I feel like Jesus. I hate Tom Brady. He just, you know, just listen, him. I've been around Debo enough years to know that he, he despises the Saints, he hates the Saints, and he wakes up early in the morning to beat us. And I'm the same way. That's why we're cool, because I'm the same way. I wake up early in the morning just to see the Saints kick the Falcons' ass. Every, I could watch it every day for the rest of my life, us beating y'all. And that's the beautiful part of my Last survival. year when we beat y'all, I posted on Instagram, be prepared, because I'm going to really show my ass. If we beat y'all in New Orleans, just know I'm going to really show my ass, bro, my entire ass, dog. On Instagram, <laughs> social media, all that shit, Twitter, <laughs> everything, bro. I'm, I'm tweeting from my account, the show account. The fucking oh, everything, Charlotte, because I am, I, I, I'm just telling you, and, and you know you my boy, but I fucking hate your guts when it comes down to football. Same, too. It's like we, we all good except when it comes down to that football. We really, uh, we really don't be feeling each other for four months out of the season. Like, you know, Debo, he a good dude and all, but like I said, he's chasing football teams, man. I, I wonder sometimes, man, but, you know. And then, and then this nigga always want to throw up that little one funky ass ring y'all got, Charlie. That shit wasn't even your... fly, nigga. That shit, was like, just... that shit looked like a goddamn. Hey, hold on. You, you gave us credit for that funky school. ring earlier, man. You can... Come yeah, on, man. Y'all even y'all should look like a high school class ring, nigga. That shit don't even look like a high school championship ring. Get well, the fuck out of here. There's a saying that I made up, and it's called that old news is better than no news. Where's yours? Nah, Hi. no news is better than old news, nigga. Nobody want to hear that old-ass, old-timey-ass shit, nigga. Half these niggas that be watching football now wouldn't even lie when that shit happened. Oh, 28 to now. 3. It was 28 just to 3. 10 years ago. That's the only thing you can say is 28 to 3, bro. And you're right. 23 <laughs> sucks. 
But y'all niggas got three straight years of just getting fucking choking. Just choking it, and, and, I'll, and I'll take him, all three been blowing a twenty eight to three lead. Three well, years. And listen, if y'all niggas y'all niggas choke this year, you know that shit gonna make it even worse, bro. No, y'all, this is yeah, it. I'm, I'm being objective. In the Super Bowl. This is it. No, this is it. If we don't at minimum make it to the Super Bowl, we're not going back again for a long time, and that is just facts. Because I don't just, see. Because let me tell you this, Drew ain't gonna be here another two three years, guys. No, we already pushing it as it is. He forty. He's forty one. And y'all done so let we, Teddy. Listen, y'all done let Teddy go. I don't know who else y'all got as quarterback. Well, we, that shit gonna got, be hell, bro. We got bro. Taysom Hill and Jameis and Jameis Winston, but it's all about this year <laughs> and what happens with it. Now. <laughs> Quarter oh intercession with it? Oh yeah. I'll take that. Hey, 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 friend. hey, hey. He got eye surgery, okay? He couldn't see. He was legally we'll, blind. Okay. He was we'll, legally we'll, blind. He was gonna see what happens. I'm gonna tell you the Winston Good Now Devo, I got I got one James other thing Goodall. to um to ask you before we got a game that we play on, on, on this particular podcast called Don't At Me, but before we play Don't At Me, can you just please tell the people when they can where they can find your podcast, I mean, I let them know that it was on iTunes, but if you could just run down kind of when y'all feel like you might be dropping shows, just get the people some, you know, the information. Of course, we're going to post this on all our social media where you can uh, find my black friend, take a listen. They got an entire catalog of stuff, but tell the people, please. Yeah, man. I mean, you can hit us up at um, radiocircus.net. That's where all of our shows, and we have more than just, like, we're a mini podcast network. We have other shows that are not Danny and Devo related that are on there, um, you know, from gaming podcasts to just, you know, European podcasts, anything. Um, we got sideshows galore. Just We have literally thousands and thousands of hours of content on there. And then we have, like, Patreon shit that, you know, if you want to hit me up, I might, I'll get these free fuck it that, you know, we recorded that I feel like is as funny as hell. Um, you can hit me up on, at Twitter, at underscore Big Devo ATL. You can hit up my partner, Danny, at Ride the D Train, or just hit us up on the um, show account at Black Friend Show on Twitter. Um, we got a Facebook page, just we everywhere. Anywhere you can Instagram, just everywhere. We everywhere. And I'm going to make sure that uh, we tag you um, in, in the in the post um, when we put up the show uh, when this podcast drops. Um, this will be available on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you enjoy streaming, we're there. So check us out. All right, so Debo, we're about to play this game called Don't At Me. Don't At Me just to explain to you if you had not heard it. I'm going to hit you with some questions, give you a couple of choices, and you basically put your stamp on it by answering the question and you just say don't at me at the end of it. Like, you know, you're putting your stamp on it. Like, look, this is the definitive answer right here. So are you ready, sir? Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, let's, let's do it. We don't put no punches with this. All right, Debo, you need to win one game. Who you got, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? I'm going to take LeBron James. He is physically stronger. He is a better athlete. And I'm going to be honest with you, he's an all-around better basketball player. He's more complete. Don't at me yet. Don't, don't at me with that shit. All right. And I will give you this. Like, when LeBron is isolated, and I tell my brother this all the time, when he decides to plant his feet and go to the hole, God help you, because it's either a bucket or a foul. Yeah. Yeah, he's super strong. Like, that's just what it is, man. 
All right. What's the worst Falcons loss? The 2012 NFC Championship against the 49ers or the Super Bowl 51 collapse against the New England Patriots? 51 collapse. Simply. It's just, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I would love to say the, the NFC Championship loss against Colin Kaepernick, but I feel like they outplayed us if we didn't want it. You know, we were still stuck in that bullshit Falcons mentality of losing, but that 51 loss was terrible because we were winning. We had the game won. All you had to do was stick to the fucking plan, and we would have we would have won, and they didn't. We got soft, period. So don't at you on that one? I don't even want because people are going to at me anyway because I'm a soccer fan. Like, it's, it's terrible, so I can't even say it, but don't at me. But I already know what it is. It's a 51 loss. It is. I can't lie to you. All right. What's the better movie trilogy? The Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series or the Captain America series? Ooh, you putting the pressure on a nigga. You putting the pressure on a nigga. Because, see, here's the situation. I'm a Marvel fan, (laughs) boy. Right? I love me some Marvel films. The Nolan... So, here's the problem. The Nolan trilogy... I feel like is good, better, or best, and then it kind of was just like, okay. I feel like Batman 3 was just okay. Or The Dark Knight Returns was just okay. I feel like Captain America went upwards. It was like, it started off at the bottom, but then it, it, Captain America, period. Captain America. Because Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins was good. The Dark Knight was the best movie it's in my top three. And then the Dark Knight Returns was just blessed. Bane was blessed. You know what I'm saying? The twist of, you know, whatever. But Captain America had a real arc. It went from good, better, best. So we're going to do Captain America. Don't ask. Because World right. Soldier is great, but Civil War is the fucking GOAT. Oh, I mean, you can't go wrong that with either. That is factual information. That is factual information. Yeah. I mean, you might as well call Civil War like a mini Avengers because that's basically what it was. Hell yeah. That shit had right. fucking... And it had Black Panther in it? Yeah. yeah. Captain America. All right. Don't add me. Little, little pro wrestling for you. Better WrestleMania match. Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13 or The Undertaker mm. versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Fuck. Oh, I just watched that Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match it's with no Undertaker. Joke. Damn. Have you seen the fucking... We'll talk about that later. Uh, shit. Now you putting the pressure on, because he... I... Okay. I know that the Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match was a better story. But the better wrestling match was Stone Cold versus Bret. And I'm sorry... And I know people are going to be fucking mad. Do not at me. Because why do you say it's so at me? WrestleMania 13 was the better match. Because let me tell you this shit. That shit shaped me in a way to make me never want to quit. That Stone Cold didn't quit. He passed out from the pain with blood in his eyes, bro. You can't get a better story than that. I don't care what you say, who is wrestling. That's, that's it. WrestleMania 13. Don't at me. If you have not seen that match with Austin and Bret Hart and you're a wrestling fan, go watch it right now. You will not be disappointed. Or or the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match from WrestleMania 25. 
I mean, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker was good. Either one, you could pick either West, the first one or the second one. They both great. But man, you talk about when you were 13, 12, 13 years old, seeing Stone Cold the heel turn into a baby face and the crowd starts. It's a double turn. It's the first time a double turn had ever been done. Where the bad guy became the good guy and the good guy became the bad guy. And the bad guy who turned into a good guy just didn't quit. He didn't quit. Like that. I had never seen that finish in wrestling where you get put in a submission, you just don't quit. And you just pass out. Oh, so good. Got one last last one here. And it's a yes or no question. Is the varsity overrated? (laughs) No, don't at me. (laughs) Yes, it is. But this is your game. You say it's not, so we gonna go with that. Easy. Since you've been here, since you have you been to the varsity? Yet? I have not. I was just about to say I have not been here yet. Um, but you were the first person I've heard to say that it's overrated, which because basically me, means you're I'm, trying to it, say it's it, trash. It, it's not overrated. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's rated the way it should be. Varsity is if you in Atlanta, you live in Atlanta, any significant amount of time, you need to eat there. And you need to know what to eat, what not to eat. This is the problem. People go there and they order shit that they're not supposed to. For instance, you don't go to the bar stand and order a fucking hamburger. It's the cheapest bullshit hamburger you're ever going to get. If you go and get a hot dog, don't get just a regular fucking hot dog. It's some bullshit. You go to the varsity, you get you a chili slaw dog. They put chili on it. They put coleslaw on it. It's the perfect mix, mix of sweet and spicy with your hot dog, right? Because it's some cheap shit. It's just cheap hot dogs. It's whatever. It's bar S. It's bullshit. But what's going to set off the flavor is get you it's the fucking onion. It's going to set off something else too they later on after it digests. Yeah, that, I've that's never had digestive problems from the varsity. So here's the problem. And again, niggas don't know when to go to the varsity. You don't go to the varsity at 11 at night. That shit going to definitely give you the bubble gum. Just like niggas don't go to the fucking crystals. You don't go get crystals at nighttime. You really don't go crystals anytime. But you definitely don't go out of the club. You don't go eat crystals at night. You go eat crystals in the morning and afternoon so you can have time to get your shit together. But you go at night after they've been cooking on that shit all day and them niggas in there ain't cleaning the grill, that shit going to be trash. It's the same thing with the varsity. You go in the varsity in the afternoon, right? When they turning that grease over and the shit getting popping, you get you a chili slaw dog. Get two. Right? And then get you a thing of onion rings. Get you some onion rings. Them onion rings, I promise you, it's the best onion rings you're going to ever taste in your life. They cook them shits fresh. They cut them fresh. They Vidalia onions. It's delicious. And then get you a frosted orange. No, the frosted orange, I can't vouch for that. But Devo said that the varsity is not overrated. Don't add him. And that was Don't Add Me. That's a segment exclusive to the aftermath. Devo, man, it's been too long since we talked like this, man. You got to come back on when we're doing the live show. So you can interact with the rest of the crew. Listen, even though I don't like your ass during football season, you know, I will never deny you, bro. Anytime you need me, I got you. No, I appreciate it. And the same thing, you know, goes on on uh, on your end. Anytime you need anything when it comes to your show or just to shoot the breeze, man, you know exactly how to contact me, man. So I, I appreciate you taking time out of your Friday night. Uh, you know, we're recording this on a Friday. This will drop, you know, at some point, you know, during the weekend. But, Man, like I said, I appreciate it. You came on, broke down the schedule. Again, check out my black friend, RadioCircus.net. It's all over social media. We're going to post 
Devo's going to send me all their information. We're going to post it, do some cross-promotion. But definitely, it was cool talking to you, man. And, um, you know, wish you the best with your podcast and everything else. And let's, when the season starts, whenever that's going to be, we got to do it again, man. Listen, go to Varsity. Go to the fucking Varsity. That's what I'm in there with. Go <laughs> to Varsity. One more thing before you go, Devo, and I, I, I'd be doing the audience a disservice if I didn't. Change the fucking battery in your smoke detector, okay? Go do it right now. <laughs> Go change that shit. Let me tell you why. Wait, wait, wait. I, I cooked something that set it off today. That's why that shit. That's why that shit beeping, bro. <laughs> that's what it is. Change that shit. <laughs> a, a, a Falcons fan, and he can't cook. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I can cook. I was you though, my Fuck man. y'all, man. Fuck y'all, niggas. Go to the varsity. No, <laughs> appreciate you, dog. Oh, no problem. I'm going to have to go to the varsity right, now more than ever. That was Big Devo from My Black Friend coming through on the aftermath. Man, 16, you want to talk about a guy that just makes you laugh from start to finish, man. You want to talk about a naturally funny guy. Devo is that, it, man. That is it. So check him out. We're going to post that up when this podcast drops it'll be all over our social media you check that out my black friend it's a good show y'all give it a listen as for us on this end when it comes to the radio show we were back back on the air on tuesday eight o'clock live we don't know what we're talking about yet because we haven't talked about it yet but we will and uh way to let them know we're unorganized thanks just saying you know they know what this is and another thing too to go along with this is that this episode of the Aftermath is going to be dropping. Hearing rumors that we might be recording another bonus episode this weekend. More content for your quarantine. Could be. Call your sources. I'm the source. Look out for it. <laughs> oh, well, there you, you have you it. Got any, you got any parting shots before we get up out of here? Um, I'm really glad that Debo agreed with me on this whole thing. I, I love it when people agree with me and disagree with you. It's great. It's good. It's good box office. I mean, if you want to cite Devo as your source, be my guest. He's a Falcon fan, so you know you do that with the credibility, which you will. Um, you still a little salty about everything, man? It's okay. Eh, just a little bit. Remember, peeps, who are checking this out, we are on iTunes now, Apple Podcasts, Searches, the Radio Show. We're on there. Spotify, we're on there. All right, check us out at the Radio Show. On Facebook, what is it? What is our Twitter handle? Uh, radio Show ATL. The Radio Show ATL. It on Twitter. It's the Radio Show ATL. Okay, it's the Radio Show ATL. And, and then what's Instagram our... is it's the Radio Show. See, this is why you're here, Easy. You're keeping us young and on Instagram. So I appreciate it. Jesus, Jesus, you sound like a dad right now. I know. Oh, we appreciate you, the listener, for checking out the Aftermath. So download, subscribe, rate, and review, and check us out Tuesday live, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. And we out. Easy. Tell them, back to their regularly scheduled day, night, or evening. Back to your Netflix and chill, because that's what you're doing at these hours of night. That's right. Thanks, y'all.